Hey friends, and welcome back to The Sandwich, hosted by me, Amanda Muse. I didn't quite get an episode out this week. Maybe you noticed. Maybe you didn't. Life is weird. (laughs) I'm sitting here on Friday and feeling a touch guilty because when I commit to putting stuff out into the world... I like to show up, you know, and I'm wondering why, why didn't I get this stuff out this week? And I think what I'm realizing is that, you know, the feelings that we're feeling throughout this pandemic, they seem to go in waves. Have you noticed that? Like some weeks I'm on fire, I'm doing all the things, I'm working out, we're doing activities with the kids, we're going to bed early, like I feel super grounded and connected to my people to my goals. And then weeks like this happen where I just feel really floaty. Like, I don't know. I just can't. I'm very distracted. There seems to be so much happening. And then moments like yesterday, which was Thursday, July 30th in Canada, we received the news about the plan for back to school for our children and my kids being six and eight are going into grade one and grade four and what that's going to look like for them. And yesterday I was pumped that finally we had an answer. But then as you let the news sort of percolate, right, and let it sift through and settle, and then some of the emotions that come up. So it was interesting. I brought it up over dinner last night and I had two different reactions from my kids. The first with Esme, she was pumped, cool, going to see her friends, where Jack felt very overwhelmed about what was coming and what school would look like. And I very much resonated with what he was saying and how he was feeling. I could completely relate um, because I get really nervous when things, when I haven't done something before and something is new and it all seems complicated and... You know, I feel that on a deep level. A little caveat right now is I went to bed really late last night, so I'm hoping that I say the right words. You know, when you're tired and you feel confident in the language that you know to speak, but then it comes out weird. So let's, let's hope the right words come out. So, you know, it was interesting to see the reaction in my kids. And I guess today I woke up feeling less confident about my decision. Now... I haven't really had like a a sit down chat with Dean about where we both stand on all of this because we are in a privileged situation where we have two parents that are home right now. Naturally, I'm working, so I'm very busy and occupied and Dean is helping me with some projects, but more often than not, he's free for the time being. So we could potentially keep them home and there are many reasons why a family would choose to keep their children home. And of course, in every episode or any piece of content that I put out on the internet, we all are in agreement that this is my lived experience, not yours. And I do not want you to feel judged in your decision making. And that's not what this conversation is about. It's literally a conversation that I'm having at this point, one-sided, staring out my office window. But I look forward to what you guys are feeling and how you guys are going to be handling this and how the news has impacted you with back to school. So, 
you know, I woke up today and I thought, wait, wait, hold on. So a couple of things that are interesting about the elementary school part of it, which is, you know, class sizes aren't changing. For me specifically, I don't feel too concerned about that with my children, simply because my kids are in the French immersion program and in their school, those classes are smaller. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, Esme's class last year only had like 15 kids in it. So I'm pretty sure that something like that will be similar this year. But again, I'm not sure. I don't know if you know, I haven't read all the details. Is French immersion still happening? Are we merging classes in ways that I'm not knowing about yet? Like there's a lot of unknown variables. So at this point, I'm not too worried about the class size. Being that Esme is going into grade four, she will be required and it's mandatory for her to wear a mask all day. So First thing on my mind this morning was I need to figure out which masks she prefers. Does she prefer the single use ones and she can just toss it at the end of the day? Does she want a more decorative type one where she feels cool? You know, like this stuff matters at this age. And I'm not about to sit here and be ignorant to that. Stuff like that matters to kids. And so I want to know what, first of all, what she's most comfortable in. Does she want it to have a certain look? And if she does, I need to get on that like right now to make sure I have everything ready for when school is back up and running. Now, being the Jackson grade one, he will not be required to wear a mask. That said, I will likely provide him with masks to have at school if he wants to wear one. Um, some of the things that I'm not 100% on, because I've been watching bits and pieces of people who are talking about this on Instagram and stuff, like... If one kid is sick and you keep that, you know, if, if there is a kid that starts to present COVID uh, symptoms, do all the kids in the classroom have to get tested? From last I checked, the testing for coronavirus is rather intense for kids. So that makes me a little bit feel like I feel nervous about that. You know, nobody wants their kids to feel discomfort. So you're like, oh man, you know, I know a really valid concern is like, how many sick kids do you see every year at school? Various reasons, you know, not everybody has a parent at home where a kid can just stay home. And so trying to manage childcare when you kids get sick as often as they do with just the regular common cold. So like, are, are we, we're, you know, we're hoping people go on this honor system where they keep their kids home. Oh my God, that makes me sweat just thinking about that. So that's a little concerning. Um, I will say, bringing it back to my experience. So Jack had his tonsils removed last year. And ever since he hardly gets sick. I'm going to knock on wood when I say that because, you know, but hardly does. And we don't have the same experience as we used to where Jack would miss like several days because he was always sick. So that's something that takes stress away from me. However, something that adds to my stress is Esme is one of those kids who is prone to croup. And croup is like this little barky cough. And it's like a, it's like a little infection in the upper respiratory area. So she is prone to respiratory types of things. And I just feel her and Dean have that where Dean is prone to bronchitis and pneumonia. And so that terrifies me. I have a husband who's 51 and 
he is just, you know, a touch older. And so there's that vulnerability that presents itself and then being predisposed and like already quickly gets sick like that. And I know a lot of you might be listening be like, oh, Amanda, it's man cold. I always hope it's man flu, but it never is. And the man is like very unwell. It always takes him a little longer. That said, because he's not working and not exposed to all the airborne illnesses that he would be in an airplane like normal, maybe he won't get as sick this this season, right? So there's like that positive side. But then if you're sending your kids to school and they're exposed to everybody, what are they bringing home, right? Let's bring it back to the positive because you know I'm like a glass half full kind of gal. I've noticed that the kids are really great about washing their hands. Not only that, but they're exceptional about hand sanitizer. We have hand sanitizer in the car. We even have a bottle for the back seat, a bottle for the front seat. The kids just know. They go into stores. There's a bottle. They pump that hand sanitizer on. They just are in this habit now because kids are easily adaptable, probably more so than adults. And so they get it. Cool. There's a virus. Cool. We wash our hands like a million times more great. Don't touch the front of your mask. We got this. You know, it'll take a little bit of time, but I have faith that these, my kids and your kids and pretty much kids in general can handle this, right? So there's that. And then the part of me that's like pushing me to put them back into school is that they need some routine. They need to be in school I do not do homeschool. We didn't do it when the school shut down. We did it for like a month, maybe. And it was so stressful. It was way too much to handle with my husband having just lost his job, dealing with that, me upping my output. There's only so many hours in the day, you know? And that's in a situation where we did have the ability to do the homeschool and we just couldn't, we just couldn't handle it. And I'm not ashamed to say that. I'm not a teacher. I can't be everything. So now looking at families whose dynamics is you've got people who've got to go back to the office or back to their workplace or potentially work from home. How are you supposed to homeschool on top of that? It is impossible to do all of that for the regular families who are working and who are trying to keep their heads above water in a time where it seems like we just can't catch a break. So I see the value in having my kids go to school and see their peers and feel a sense of normalcy and get used to the new way of doing things with the masks and the hand sanitizer. I think it's possible. One of the reasons I think this is possible is that about, is it a month now? About a month ago, Esme joined cheerleading and I was a little apprehensive about how they were going to roll this out. And they have done an exceptional job at having smaller groups, maintaining, you know, six feet of distance from everybody, sanitizing temperature checks on the way in, questionnaires being completed by parents, parents maintaining the distance, not going into the building, the children understanding protocol. Like I am kind of blown away about how they've been able to handle it. So if there is strict rules and schools are great with rules, kids know how to follow them. Teachers know how to, you know, instill them in children. Um, I think that it could work. 
I am by no means a scientist, and I'm legitimately terrified to read that. There's this article that um, is on the New York Times talking about how kids spread COVID-19 just as much as adults. So I do have to read that. So trust that there are some holes in my information and some areas that I need to do a little bit more digging. Now, all of this is blanketed in, you know, some element of privilege and being an able-bodied person with able, what is it? I, I sometimes get that term wrong. Ableist children. I do have friends who have immune diseases, autoimmune diseases, and cannot cannot afford the risk of putting their kids in school. So I guess homeschooling is the only option there, right? And I'd imagine that's a very overwhelming place to be in. And I guess the reality is, is like no answer, no solution is great. If it was just homeschool, I'd be freaking out. The fact that there is the option to go back to school is wonderful. The fact that it's full-time with full-size classes is a little terrifying when it comes to the elementary side of things. High school is different the way that they're handling it. I don't even know too much about it because my kids are not in high school and there's only so much information I can handle. So, you know, it's just, it's like there's no good way to spin it. If it was part-time, I kind of feel like part-time would be great. But then at the end of the day, you're still exposing yourself to the same people, the same germs, the same teacher. Ah, It's just like, is there even a right answer? I did hear on a podcast recently that I listened to. It's so good. I can't remember the name right now. This is where the sleep deprivation comes in. It's on, it's on, uh, is it global news? Let me find the name of it. But they were talking about, uh, like what's coming next and, oh, here, wait, there's more. This is the podcast. Wait, there's more. And the podcast episode was, if you're curious, it's called school closures are pushing women out of the workforce. And that aired on July 20th. And I really enjoyed that conversation. It made me feel very, uh, much why school needs to come back because it, directly impacts women. And so if you're curious about that, I won't get into it because I'm not like well-versed in that, but very interesting conversation happening there where I feel a little bit removed because I do work for myself. And the reason I'm so tired today is, you know, I worked until 3 a.m. yesterday because I was trying to do the parenting thing, but then the work had to be done. So I had to do the work late at night, but not every job is like that. Some jobs you're doing conference calls and you've got to be on from eight to five or whatever the hours are and that flexibility, there isn't room for it. So I feel like as you speak about this, you have to be like, but wait, don't forget that. And wait, I'm aware of this and wait, like there's just, ah, it's just so many things. So I feel what's so important to keep yourself focused is to really I suppose it makes sound very selfish, but you really just have to look at your family and say, here's what we need. Here's what we can, here's what we can do. And here's what we're going to have to do. You know, like, what is it that you need to do specifically for your family? If you need to go back to work and there isn't anybody to stay home and watch your kids and you would prefer to keep them home. Well, what's the next best solution? School? You know, how do we train our kids to get ready for this? How do we start practicing wearing masks? Because that's something, you know, we could, I remember when the kids would start JK, I used to practice with their lunch boxes because I would be really worried about them not eating enough because I feel like 
that's just a general worry of parents. Um, and so I used to practice eating at home. Well, what if you practice a little bit like wearing the mask around the house? Sounds kind of silly, but at least you're giving your kids that chance to be like grown up and responsible and they can do it and you believe in them, you know, like creating these habits. You know, I hung out with Esme uh, at a little tiny town in St. Jacobs, Ontario yesterday and we wore the masks for a bunch of hours. And honestly, we were both fine. Um, We wore the paper masks, the single-use ones. I find them a little easier to breathe and function. So that could be something. Uh, You know, figuring out which masks works. This gives you a chance before school starts to figure that out. Because it's coming. It's happening. I can like I can try to run from it and avoid it all I want, but this is real and this is this is what's happening here. So right now, sure, I could keep the kids home. Everything's great. We've got the pool in the backyard. We've got the backyard fun, but this is July, almost August. This isn't October, November where it's dreary and rainy and everybody is stuck inside. Life is going to look really different in those cool months where as much as we are outdoor people, You're not going to be out there as much as you are right now. And it's very limiting. And now you've got everybody stuck in the house in the dreariest, most depressing time of the year. That's another thing to consider. How is this going to impact our mental health? There's a lot of, there's a lot to handle, right? Um, I did hear somebody speaking yesterday about how they were speaking to their pediatrician and their It's not looking like we're going to have the regular flu vaccination until end of October, which I think is pretty standard, isn't it? So maybe not. I don't even know. We we get the flu vaccination the last few years that we've been back in Canada. So yeah, it's just, and I'm like, what about all the anti-vaxxers? That's a whole other conversation. Honor systems are hard when there isn't a strong force mandating regulation, right? Like I've been paying attention to a lot of things that have been happening in Asian countries. I lived there for a long time, as you know, things happen a little differently because rules are followed. We don't like rules very much. We like to do what we want. And yes, I'm making a general statement, but I think you, you get what I'm trying to say here. Like We don't like people telling us what to do. So it's going to be really tricky when we actually need to listen because there's a virus that is very dangerous. Oh, it's heavy, isn't it? It's heavy. It's really heavy. I'm sorry that I'm having this heavy conversation on a Friday, but it's on my mind. And this is kind of where my head is at. So I thought, let's just have a very you know, loose conversation about some thoughts that are brewing around this back to school topic. I, for some reason, thought this information was coming out in August based on that podcast I was listening to. So it's quite a treat to know a little bit in advance what's happening. And one thing that I'll leave this conversation with is I did see a wonderful post going around about how do we respond when friends of ours and family members and people we care about tell us their plans for back to school. I think the best thing is to be like, I, that was a hard deci- I'm sure that was a hard decision to make and we're just doing the best we can. Because if you choose to homeschool and I choose to send my kids to school, we obviously have very different reasons why we're making that decision. And I think it's important that we respect people's decisions and try not to shame so much. I mean, I don't know that there's a right answer right now. You know, 
I sort of listed out some of the things that I'm worried about and I feel pretty good about going back to school unless something drastic changes and I, you know, I feel worried about it, but I'm really confident in it. But for another family who is dealing with different dynamics and different variables, maybe going back to school is not an option. So I love keeping that little, you know, that little thought, that little perspective in the back of my mind, which is lead with love, you know, let's try not to judge too much and too harshly what others are doing and not feeling like you you owe anybody a reason or an explanation for your decision. You know, my sharing is mostly just to share and have the conversation because this is what we do here on my platform. And I would love to hear what you're up to and what your feedback is. You can DM me on Instagram at Amanda Muse. And I tend to have lots of conversations there and I'd love to hear, you know, what's going on and how you're handling this news. So definitely share. And if you aren't in Ontario and you're another, you know, in another spot in Canada, in the US or anywhere else around the world, in Europe and Asia, I would love to hear how has it been going for you? Because I know school has been back for parts of Canada before the summer and in other parts of the world, you're back, you're figuring this out. I'd love to hear more. So thank you so much for listening. Expect a new episode coming soon. And we're just going to, you know, try to soak up as much of this last little bit of summer now that there's actually an end date. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys are all well. All right. I'll catch you in the next episode. <laughs>